0: Excuse me, ma'am. Can you tell me where I can find the restroom? Where is the the roller coaster? Uh, Are there any sales? I really appreciated an app like tinder and all of its glory <laughs> um yeah just being able to like introduce myself in that more stress-free and anxiety-free space yet there always is that lingering thought of when do I meet this person and is it all going to fall apart
1: welcome to the zoo a podcast mini-series about online dating this is the final episode I'm Sophie Nikitas, and this is Chase. He reached out to me because he wanted to talk about online dating with a stutter.
0: As a middle schooler in the mid-2000s, I was on AIM like everyone else, and I really found that space to be a therapeutic one. Um, My AIM game was quite strong. I... uh, Yeah, I might not be able to speak a lot of time, but I'm able to get all my wit and, and all that just fine when I'm texting. So I was able to build that up in middle school, even though middle school Chase was far from a lady killer. My name plagued me for so many years. The phrase... You're welcome, and thank you, or how are you doing? Those kinds of quick, more instinctive things when you're interacting with somebody really troubled me. My first real jumping into the online dating world happened when I got here to Minneapolis um, and started with law school. Law school is really suffocating in that you never really stop talking about cases, even when you're out with people, out at happy hour. So I really was interested in meeting some non-law school people here. I really enjoyed being able to introduce myself and speak with people online um, and not have to worry at all about is my name gonna even come out of my mouth Um, is is my drink order even gonna come out and I certainly am prone to waiting much longer than most people to asking a person out on a date because I don't often look forward to meeting a person for the first time there's a fear that I'm selling them, selling them a fake bill of goods, um, and then they show up and it's not what they expected. And I'm not that suave guy that I am in text form. And yeah, that was always the worry. And was that worry ever confirmed? That worry was confirmed in my first online date. We met at a bar, and I was really eager to have a drink or two because that usually eases the stutter almost completely. And I showed up, put my hand out there, and... Chase. I blocked on the CH of Chase for like seven seconds. And from that point on, I was pretty demoralized. Yeah, we had a nice time, but I felt like I couldn't get that encounter out of my head. This person's having a miserable time. This person thinks I'm a loser. This person thinks I'm having a seizure. And all I wanted to do was say can we pause for a second and and rather than doing that i tried to hide it and that pressure really builds up like if you have a block it like gets to you and you're like i wonder if she noticed i wonder if she noticed and it just kind of snowballs from there and i think that's largely what happened i wasn't having a good time i wasn't my happy cheery self i was my self-deprecating and more ashamed self One thing our program focuses on, and I think a lot of literature on stuttering is, is how important our diaphragm is to our breathing. The ancient Greeks actually identified it as the fear muscle. It's where fear manifests itself physically. a sense of dread, you feel it in your gut, right? And somewhere or another that has normalized in a stutterer, uh, the diaphragm freezes up while it's moving up the stomach. And what that does is it lowers the pressure between your diaphragm and your vocal cords. Which is then lower than the atmospheric pressure of air outside your body. And that stops the vocal cords in their tracks and really freezes them so that no air gets pushed through. Personally, I would wink a lot, I would really thrash my head terrible eye contact and different ways I had taught myself to push through that physical block. One experience that really sticks in my mind is on the third date of someone that I dated recently, last year, I hadn't really disclosed my stutter, it wasn't out in the open, or at least my acknowledging it wasn't. I had plenty of blocks and facial spasms and all that fun stuff, but we were in my room actually, and I have these like, index cards of different techniques and sayings from the program and so she was looking around and was like what's costal breathing what's what's releasing residual air and so i was like okay this seems like a good time to share a bit of more about this i'm not a serial killer or anything it was clear that i had a stutter but she was wondering if i was ever gonna bring it up and it ended up being really healthy and it opened up this whole new emotional connection and, and this whole new spectrum of things for us to talk about. And I think op- opening up that side of myself and just putting my weaknesses out there was ultimately a positive thing. The first date I went on with my current partner, I had it in my mind that I was going to get this thing out there in the first date within the first half an hour. It was a goal I set for myself.
2: We, I, okay, first of all, I downloaded Tinder. Um, and he was one of the first people I messaged. It was first just, like, witty banter, like, with little substance, but it was funny, and I could tell he was cool.
0: I was like, if I'm gonna keep pushing myself I'm not gonna wait till date three again I'm gonna do it on the first date and that'll be a way to vet this person because I value empathetic and understanding people and I was like if she can't handle this then I'm moving on so
2: we sat outside and it was like there's this beautiful garden around um with just like flowers but also like tomatoes and different vegetables and things he was like clearly very interested in like my life and not just like, you know, going through the questions that he has to. But was like- I
0: mentioned that earlier that day I was at the mall and I'm not a shoppy or trendy person at all and so it warranted a little explanation and I told her, "Yeah, I went to the mall as part of this exercise I do with my speech therapy program." Where we walk up to a hundred strangers, just start talking with them. Uh, Excuse me, ma'am. Can you tell me where I can find the restroom? I'll ask what things are on sale. Uh, Are there any sales? And it's a process of trying to slowly chip away... My fear of strangers. Hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm Chase. I'm here at the mall working on my stutter. Using my breathing and using some techniques like I just did. Whether it's extending a sound like that or, or simply canceling out sound that didn't go so well
2: it was awesome (laughs) um i think in the past with relationships for me something that i've like wanted more of is kind of that honesty and um i don't want to say vulnerability but something like that um just like letting your guard down like really like letting the other person see what you're going through and i mean he's through like starting then but then like throughout he's been like very open with me about everything and he always says like we're a team
0: i knew i'd found someone that was going to understand and s- s- support me uh-huh it has been that way ever since that first date, and I can really tell her, oh man, I I raised my hand in class, and I was going to say judge, and I said judge, and it was fine, but people looked at me weird, and it was almost, it's become this sort of confidant, this person I can say my weird inner monologue too that's been hidden for a long time and I really appreciated that
1: Thank you so much to Chase for bringing me this story Chase is part of the McGuire program, it's an international speech therapy program for people who stutter Chase is trying to start a chapter in Minnesota so if you have a stutter and you live in the Twin Cities, keep an eye out for that I'm sorry that I was never able to do a follow-up episode to the first one about what happened with Jesse. Jesse had to bow out of the project for personal reasons, but I will be forever grateful to him for inspiring this entire series and for helping me to get it off the ground. Thank you so much to Rob McGinley Myers. Rob believed that I had a good idea and encouraged me to stick with it. He was the amazing editor on most of these episodes, including this one. Thank you to Brita Green, Nancy Rosenbaum, and Natalie Jablonski, who have all given me tons of editorial support and also just cheered me on. Thank you to the musicians who gave me music, sometimes written specifically for this show, including Clark Jacobson, Randy Dever, Beard Tompkins, and Maya Weisinger. Maya composed the song that's playing right now special thanks to the free music archive if you're making a podcast on a budget they're an amazing resource and thank you to you listener there are more and more of you every day and it makes me so happy